All right, so welcome to this session of Family Health Revolution. And I'm pretty excited to be doing this uh, podcast today because I think we need to know a lot more about supplements. And people wonder, what supplements do I take? What supplements do I give to my children? What supplements interact or interfere with other things that I've been doing with other practitioners or doctors? And, um, you know, what supplements are good quality, which ones aren't? Or some people think, you know, we're going to getting um, a supplement, uh, I'm not going to name brands, <laughs> that we find just in a regular everyday store, pharmacy or grocery store, and not really knowing that they might, they might not be good for them, even though they are supposed to be good for them. So today we're going to talk a lot about that, delve into what supplements do we take and actually not even necessarily the specific brands or the supplements themselves like vitamin d vitamin c whatever else really what i want to do is give you a good rundown of what supplements are uh, how to choose your supplements actually how do you choose them how do you make this good decisions and so here's my criteria that we're going to be talking about right away so i hope you really enjoy the show Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so let's get started with Carla's Healthy Family Formula Supplement Guide. Um, all right, so it has been reported pretty much like everywhere, that the average North American does not meet even the most basic recommended daily intake of the vitamins and minerals we need to live in good health, right? So these vitamins and minerals that we need to live in good health, where it's we don't even get the basics. Um, now add to that issues such as soil depletion, where soil is over farmed and microbes that enrich the soil are killed, rendering the food it grows less nutritious. Spraying with pesticides and herbicides, which adds to your family's total toxic burden and disrupts your internal microbiome and ability to absorb nutrients. And the widespread acceptance of the nutrient deficient processed food based sad standard American diet. Um, we Canadians eat this drivel too. I'm a Canadian. <laughs> it's the same, same diet. We aren't even getting enough gas to putter to the next gas station, never mind handle a concerning event like a serious health challenge. How can we expect to have what it takes to prevent and or overcome the illness that can follow if our bodies don't have the tools? It's like telling a contractor to build you a house out of duct tape and fluff. <laughs> Good luck with that. Okay, so again, this is not a treatment guide, so I'm going to say this is not a treatment guide. Um, I don't treat illness, but I provide suggestions for tools that can support the body's own defense mechanisms and processes. So if you wish to use any of the tools uh, that I'm talking about today, um, continue to keep a level head and avoid purchasing too much or creating a protocol that is too involved or that you, you or your children will not be able to sustain. That's a really important point. So we don't want to be saying, oh, I need to take gobs of these uh, supplements because I know I'm deficient in this and we kind of get a little scared and want to, you know, fix things. And, um, you know, especially if we have known deficiencies and I totally get that. 
Um, but just keep a level head with that and, and, you know, introduce one thing at a time, you know, try to work with somebody. But this guide will actually give you a lot of good in information about how to start doing that for yourself because you are a smart person. Um, so start with one supplement at a time and watch for any ill effects, then add another a day or two later. So that's a good rule of thumb and keep it as simple as you can. I, I know that's especially important when you have children, like it can't be complicated. Um, so as you know, my wheelhouse is the potent natural pharmacy at the fingertips of every person. Given the action and positive effects each of the tools below have, or not below, sorry, that I'm going to mention now, have on the immune system and overall health of the body, people are reporting success in illness prevention and recovery using a personalized combination of them. So that's really powerful. Having this kind of informa information will further empower you to make autonomous decisions, which means like you make your own decisions regarding how your family moves through this trying time. This is a very large list, but do not be overwhelmed as I've tried to categorize the list for you to keep your proverbial poop in a group. I like to say poop in a group. My friend used to say that and it makes me laugh. So I like to say that. Uh, keeping your poop in a group makes you sane. I've also created a list of heavy hitters that you can consider as a very simple, safe and effective protocol that is easy and cheap to do for everyone, including children. So. I will share that list of heavy hitters after we go through my kind of rules of supplementation first. Okay, so um, even with that stripped down list, you always watch and listen to the body for signs indicating combat compatibility or incompatibility. Okay, so you always listen to your body, ask your children to listen to their bodies and you note signs for all those people in your family that, you know, we're watching us parents and caregivers, we're watching to see what some of those effects might be. And I'm not saying they are necessarily bad. Most of the time they're not. Actually, they're all, they're most of the time, you know, giving you some kind of symptom relief or health benefit, you know, a, a surgence of um, energy, brain function, you know, all that stuff. We usually see some positive things, but sometimes there are certain things that don't agree with people. So we're watching for everything. All right, so um, how can you supplement to balance your immune system and fight infection? How can you supplement to improve um, any sort of function of the body? How can you supplement to improve brain function, uh, brain health, bodily health, um, repair of organs, tissues, uh, reverse chronic conditions, um, lift certain things like even neurosensory issues or um, you know, chronic uh, infections and, you know, things like that. So how, how do we detox using supplements? Um, many, many, many ways, but here are my rules, okay? So first one is deciding what the indication and purpose is of that supplement. So first, assess the indication and purpose of the supplement you are considering. Does it reduce inflammation by quieting the hyperreactive immune system? Okay, so is that what you're going for? Does it fight an infection directly? Or does it give the immune system one of the tools it needs to fight that infection itself? Does it calm the nervous system by nourishing the adrenal glands or by supplying an amino acid required to make a necessary neurochemical? So when we better understand the purpose, we better understand the application. All right, so second one, cofactors and synergy. So know that we don't ever use single nutrients by way of supplements to correct one symptom. When it comes to the body, there is no one pill for every ill. 
Um, vitamins, minerals, and other nutritional compounds work together in a complicated symphony of cofactors where one may not work without the help of the other. So that's extremely important to know. Like, for instance, uh, we can't really synthesize or utilize D3, vitamin D3, which is essential um, for everyone to live <laughs> and, you know, have a healthy immune system to... Um, you know, not have uh, effects such as autoimmune reactivity, etc. But we can't utilize or have that work, the D3 work, if we don't have enough K2 on board. So we can supplement, but most times it's much better to get, uh, you know, things like K2 in our diet. But if we're supplementing with one, we need to know what other things we need to make that synergy happen. When it comes to supplementing with nutrients, we don't want noise and chaos. What we want to consider is synergy, how all of the instruments work together to create the music. I love metaphors. Um, okay, number three, quality of supplements. Not all supplements are created equal and some may even be harmful to you. That is so important. I've seen so many people just so excited about their new supplements that they got or, you know, and they found a good deal at Costco or at the grocery store and said, okay, I can get this giant tub of XYZ for cheaper. But sometimes they are not good quality and I'll tell you why. These supplements can even be harmful to organs such as the liver as it is the liver's job to remove substances that do not belong in the body. Many of these supplements cannot be absorbed and become nothing more than expensive urine. That's not what you want. You want it to work, right? So do not buy your supplements at pharmacies or grocery stores that do not carry quality brands as most of the brands they carry are not. I'm just going to say that sort of generally speaking, but I have a couple grocery stores even in my local city that have a, a natural aisle and I recognize a lot of those brands as being high quality brands because it's my job to know what are, what are quality and what are not. So they, and they have a lot of, you know, um, more professional products and such. Um, and so the reason for that is that th some of these, uh, these supplements actually have fillers. Uh, they have allergens. They are not bioavailable, right? So even if you're to take them, they're not in a form that the body can recognize or absorb. And so they and they can't utilize those those uh, specific, I guess, quote unquote, nutrients. They actually don't act as the nutrients should act if you would have gotten them from a quality uh, company or if they have quality, you know, um, uh, practices right in product producing these supplements um and didn't have you know all the the junk that some of these supplements have like if you look at your supplements and it's got like a bunch of fillers it's got dyes it's got um you know it's super cheap because <laughs> they shouldn't be cheap if they're quality i'm not saying you got to spend millions of dollars but if it's 10 bucks and it's fish oil it's probably not good um so make sure you really keep an eye on that and so purchase at reputable health food stores online or in person and even then communicate with the staff to ensure that you're getting supplements that are bioavailable right in a form that's easily absorbed into the body and without fillers and potential allergens okay so i'm going to go into allergens and fillers a little bit more deeply here um all right so what about these fillers and allergens what are you looking to avoid um so what what's your so those things are unnecessary ingredients additives and substances that preserve bulk up 
the supplement, right? Or make it taste good, right? So it's sugar, it's sucralose, it's aspartame, it's, you know, all kinds of nasty ingredients that are supposed to make it taste good. It's going to go down better, especially if it could be a liquid or something designed for kids. Sometimes they, they add a lot of stuff to the kids' stuff, and then um, it can actually cause more harm than good. Some companies use fillers because they're necessary for the delivery of the active ingredient, which may be the best they can do, but may not be an allergen, may be an allergen for you. So you're, you're reading that. So if you're like, okay, I understand that they have to put something in here, but rice flour doesn't agree with me. It might not be the brand for you. So you really have to individualize and read labels, right? If this is the case, look for a brand that contains other non-medical ingredients that are more compatible with your body. So if you're vegan, look for vegan capsules, right? So if flavoring makes some supplements such as fish oil taste better, uh, but it's always better to get the plain version, right? It's just it's just better. But if you if you have to have something, just know what you're doing, know what you're taking. But if you have no other choice or find certain supplements very hard to take, look for the best ingredients you can while leaving yourself a little wiggle room. Uh, watch for potential allergens such as wheat, nuts, soy, corn, rice, and dairy because many supplements use these ingredients and products you might never suspect. Even some of the most wonderful blends of herbs, for example, may be suspended in a grain-based alcohol that contains gluten or are from GMO crops. That's another thing. So again, always read labels. And I've often called, you know, supplement companies and asked them a bunch of questions because that's what they're there to answer. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to ask questions, especially if they're selling something that I'm supposed to ingest. OK, I'm the same way in a restaurant. I know. Annoying. Um, so they're happy to answer. Uh, pre-existing conditions is another thing to consider. So if you already have a pre-existing health condition, all of your potential weaknesses and specific needs need to be taken into account. So in the case of, like, let's say, viral infections affecting the lungs, if you have asthma or COPD or any other lung condition, or maybe even a lifestyle habit such as smoking or vaping that will make you more vulnerable, you may need to increase your focus on specific nutrients to improve those areas or reduce your use of others in case they exacerbate your current condition, right? So be specifically diligent in selecting the correct supplements if you have, let's say, autoimmune disease, any lung condition, or any other hyperreactive inflammatory conditions such as maybe multiple chemical sensitivity, mold illness, mast cell activation syndrome, histamine intolerance, asthma, or allergies. Um, so those people who have like a hyperreactive response uh, you're really wanting to make sure you're introducing one at a time and you're really cognizant um, of what those supplements contain. And then you can sort out maybe something that may have caused an issue for you or a flaring, um, you know, if, if you're really careful at, you know, one thing at a time. So another thing to consider is contraindications. Always consider your current supplement regimen when adding new ones and inform yourself about potential herb drug interactions if you are currently on any kind of medication. Some supplements can increase natural bodily processes, such as detoxification, for instance, right, which may move certain medications out of the body faster. So, you know, some supplements and herbs can amplify the effects of each other and or medications as well. So we just want to make sure we're not, um, you know, making something not work that we're trying to have work or work too fast or too potently, you know, and, and causing symptoms that way. 
I'm always the one going for the supplement or the herb first, the natural way, and then medications are a last resort to me, and that's my choice. But um, you know, if you've already decided to go a medical route and there's other things that might interfere, like natural products, you might really have some, uh, I guess, restrictions as far as what you can do with supplementation. But you can work with someone to get more information about that. And I would ask uh, more people that are um, in this field of supplementation, herbs, natural therapies, holistic care, um, about this and not only the prescribing doctor. Like I think that you could get a a more well-rounded view. Like for instance, some people say not to take um, blood thinners at the same time or the same time as fish oil, something like fish oil, because it can tend to thin the blood. And I'm thinking, well, if fish oil helps to thin blood and and reduce the risk of stroke, I'm probably going, you know, for my own benefit to go with that fish oil first. But this is not medical advice. And if you already are on a blood thinning, um, you know, agent or something and your doctor says, don't take that, you decide what advice you're going to take from those prescribing medical professionals that you've already looked to for that particular information. Okay, so if that's what you've decided to do, it's not a good idea to go around and, you know, (laughs) just sort of do things willy nilly. You got to really think about it. And then if there's some kind of maybe monitoring they can do, they can test, uh, you know, certain components of blood uh, to see if there's any further thinning, if you wanted to do more of a natural route, that's definitely up to you to monitor and see if you can get that support in, um, you know, introducing more natural methods as well. All right, so the dosing of both natural compounds and medications may be the adjusted or even, maybe may need to be adjusted or even stopped, I was gonna say, sorry. Herbals and other nutritional compounds interact usually in a synergistic way, right? Usually, but even they can cause problems or contradict the effects of each other. It's very important to work with your prescribing practitioner if you plan to make changes to your supplements or medications if you are unsure. Like I said, just wanna make sure that I made that point. Okay, so my next point is delivery method. Super important, especially if you got kids. Okay, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) Um, Nutritional supplements can come in the forms of capsules, tablets, liquids, tinctures, salves, creams, drops, sprays, patches, powders, and inhalants. And I probably missed some things. Um, They can be made more bioavailable in a liposomal preparation. So that's where it's suspended in a fat and absorbed very quickly into the cells and can be introduced orally, transdermally, uh, which is through the skin, sublingually, absorbed under the tongue, or as a suppository, which is rectally or vaginally. Uh, I know that sounds so fun, but sometimes that's the best way to deliver something. Some supplements are designed to be time-released or can be enterically coated, so it survives the descent through the digestive system to where it needs to go. Uh, Some delivery methods are better than others given the person's ability to absorb nutrients, ability to swallow capsules. A lot of kids can't swallow capsules and adults too, but that's a particular concern sometimes. Um, Willingness to take them. And again, you know, children, teenagers, maybe, I don't know, adults too. I shouldn't even say, I shouldn't even single out those poor kids. Some of them are better than us adults. Um, Taste preferences, the list goes on. 
Sometimes eating a food or the plant in its original form is the best form of delivery. Okay, so again, we're always looking at the diet first. Always, 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 always. And ability to digest, right? The digestive system. But if we need to, sometimes, you know, a few supplements are really going to be useful. Drinking teas to deliver a nutrient in a form and dose the body recognizes is often a more gentler and safer route too. Or drinking fermented drinks for intestinal microbial balance can be easier and better tolerated than, say, taking like a, a probiotic as a capsule. And it's actually way <laughs> less expensive. Uh, but again, caveat for those sensitive people, if you have histamine intolerance or mast cell activation, you might not want to be having high histamine foods, which fermented foods and drinks are are they are they're high histamine food so um but i'm definitely a fan for people who can tolerate histamine you will always need to mix and match your forms of delivery to make your routine as easy and as pleasant as possible no one needs to take copious amounts of pill pills to feel well or experience conflict and pill fatigue if you get creative in how you will do this and know your options trust me uh, we've been through this uh, and uh, over and over again, and I've seen a lot of families struggle with this pill fatigue, too much rebellion, um, not just of the kids, but even like the caregivers and adults or, or adults trying to do some some kind of, you know, uh, protocol or plan. Um, and it gets old. So most of these supplement routines are for a purpose, you know, to detoxify, to um, reduce mold and mycotoxins in the blood to, you know, maybe kill some kind of infection or knock that down, rebalance, you know, or to rebalance neurochemicals. Lots of reasons for doing these uh, supplement routines. Most of them can be temporary or are temporary. And then whatever shakes out in the wash is sort of like the stuff you want to continue depending on particular situ health situation. Maybe it's lifelong. Or, and, and, you know, particularly what we're not getting in this standard American diet, or if you live, you know, in a northern climate and you don't get much sun, you know, sometimes we need to continue on with those supplement superstars, which we'll talk about at the end of this. All right, so age, weight, and dosing, another category to have a look at. So always consider the age and weight of each person in your family and adjust each person's dose accordingly. There will be guidelines on the packaging that will be appropriate for the average adult, but children, elderly people, pregnant and breastfeeding women, and sensitive people will have specific dosing needs, and some supplements are not to be taken at all for this population of people. Always adjust accordingly, and the rule of thumb is smaller, and more sensitive bodies need less. Okay, That's usually how it goes. More smaller bodies, more sensitive bodies need less. Many supplement companies formulate with, uh, with children, mothers, and other adults in mind. So do look for those in particular products, right? Trusted companies that have dosing uh, knowledge and research for mothers, children, and other adults, right? Or older adults, sorry. Sensitive people as well. All right, so next category, situation and environment. So each family situation will be different and each will have to assess what they have for financial resources and product availability. If you have trouble sourcing quality brands locally, get them online. I mean, I order a lot of stuff online. 
sometimes you can't find specific brands in a store or sometimes they they exclusively sell online which is fine it's just a little bit of a hunter gathering kind of scenario also and i like to order directly from the company um, also some forms of supplements are less expensive than others and some are more essential prioritize and select the basics first so the supplements that we will build health right the basics we need omega-3 we need omega-3s we all could use a little vitamin d3 and it's probably some k2 we can all use a bit of vitamin c keeping that immune system working well etc right and then add fancy stuff when if you have the money or need so if you're on a budget know that there's always more than one way to get your desired results and if you're comparing apples to apples you can select the less expensive route just do not settle for low quality because they will not be effective and can harm you so for instance buy the bulk buffered vitamin c powder if you have a large family or eat more leafy greens rather than buying expensive b vitamin complexes your health is always worth the cost, but there are ways to make that cost less of a drain on your pocketbook. And especially now at the time when people are uncertain of what their financial futures hold, really. They're like, what am I spending money on vitamin C for? Well, <laughs> don't, don't worry, it's worth it. Um, so consider bio-individuality. So to make things even more complicated for the caregivers uh, listening, and I'm sorry, every one of the members of your family will have different needs for their unique bodies. I know, let's just make this complicated. Um, this is called bio-individuality, okay? Bio-individuality. There will be some supplements that you may be able to give everyone, so making sure the dose is appropriate for each person and you will give other supplements only to individual family members that need or can tolerate them. So an example, okay, so it might be like an entire family of five. So there's like three kids ages 2, 10, and 15, and great-grandpa who's 85 and lives with them because he needs a caregiver, he has emphysema, you know, he has other health problems. So let's say mom may give everyone vitamin C, D3, zinc, omegas, and probiotics but may give her grandpa extra lung support and D3 because he rarely goes outdoors, okay? So that might be something extra that he needs. Her 15-year-old, an adult dose of the family, family regiment, right? Because that 15-year-old's body is, is big enough to have that adult dose and will need that. And extra adrenal support for herself due to high stress and symptoms of adrenal distress, right? So sometimes the caregiver needs something, a little extra boost because of their... I don't know, role as caregiver, and that could there could be some stressors involved. So that's when we make sort of individual decisions for each person in that family. All right, next point is epigenetics and genetic SNPs. So SNP, SNP, so it's single nucleotide polymorphisms. Okay, so epigenetics and genetic SNPs. One major factor in determining our bioindividuality is what set of circumstances makes us us and that lies in our genetic makeup we have genes that are hardwired that determine our eye color and body type there are also genes that are expressed according to the inputs we receive from our environment and the lifestyle choices we make in this case being nutrients and i'm going to talk about uh, snip genetics epigenetics and snips quite a bit through all of these um, episodes because it's very much uh, very much involved with how 
um, a holistic approach to health is so beautiful because we can make we can turn these genes on and off by how we live and what we take into our bodies and what we don't take into our bodies. Okay, so um, again, in this case, uh, this example is our nutrients, right? So if there's a variant on a gene, uh, which is a SNP, that's a variant, right? It's a single nucleotide polymorphism. It can affect the gene's express expression, either speeding it up or slowing it down. So for example, if one has a genetic SNP on the gene that's responsible for methylation, which we probably, a lot of us have you, of you have heard about MTHFR, um, and it's expressing, this person may need more folate in their diet or even to supplement. So because of this whole phenomenon of epigenetics, which means above the gene, we are largely in control of our health destinies through the decisions we make regarding all of the things we went through in part one of this article series or um, that, I'm, that I'm quoting from right now. So sleep, diet, exercise, food, etc. And sometimes supplementation to support the various biochemical processes in your body. So if you don't know your genetic profile, that's not necessarily a problem. So just follow the most important rule of thumb. Listen to your body. Know your tendencies and watch for any change, positive or negative, that you experience and adjust when needed. Okay? Again, listening. So reach the threshold, but don't overload. For any kind of compound or nutrient to have a positive effect, you need to have the right amount to do the job. As with everything in life, there needs to be just the right amount, not too little, but not too much, because both deficiency and excess will cause problems. And again, we're going to come back to those points over and over again, deficiency and excess. And then next point is simple is better. Uh, now, I know that I talked a bit about bioindividuality and epigenetics, but I don't want you to get overwhelmed. Okay, so now is the time to take all that you do know and then simplify it. If you prioritize and exclude anything that you're unsure of, you can create a very simple regimen that is sustainable, affordable, and easy for you and your family. So if you need help, I mean, like I was saying, seek the help of a trusted practitioner who has knowledge in nutrition and who understands the power of natural therapies. And I'm just going to flat out say, if you have a practitioner who says that this is not important, that nutrition isn't important, um, you might need to look further for someone who knows about this because it, that is just, it's not even an idea that is worth even exploring that that this is not important because it is <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say that definitively this is my stand I'm gonna take a stand for nutrition um, I do not want to dog I don't want to dog on do I'm not dogging on doctors but some do not use nutrition as a tool or even acknowledge the usefulness of nutritional therapy and phytotherapy so just just yeah okay say thank you and and you know just keep looking because there's so much to be had um, through nutritional therapy and phytotherapy which is plants, right? Ingesting plants. So just be sure to seek the advice of those in the know. Um, I, I will say this, anyone who denies that diet nutrients are second to medications are benign, uh, you know, or are benign in any way is just wrong. So it's just, we know the power of nutrition. And um, all right, so next one, titrate and watch for reactions. Okay, I'm getting close to the last couple points that I wanna make for you. It's always a good idea to introduce one supplement at a time to watch for reactions, both positive or negative. Like I was saying, right? This way you can see what is having a positive effect. So titrate means 
you know, introduce one at a time. Uh, so you can see if it has a positive effect or if it's something that's creating a problem. You can pinpoint what that supplement might be right away. You don't have a bunch of like, oh, I got to stop everything and this isn't good and, you know, I, this didn't work. This made me sick. It's like, well, there might be a reason for it. It doesn't mean it's not something you you it's not something you need. It might be something you need very much. It just might be too much. It might have happened with the wrong in the wrong order. There's so many different variables. Um, all right, so this way you can make any adjustments to a dose that you may need to make, such as lowering intake of magnesium to bowel tolerance or eliminating altogether, such as when you have an allergic reaction, right? Or adjusting the timing. So maybe when melatonin, for instance, you know, you might want to have it at like maybe at nine o'clock a.m. created drowsiness, but you might need to have melatonin at night, kind of when your body's more um, ready and when it's supposed to be creating melatonin. Um, so always listen to the reactions, your body's reactions and your children's. Start low and go slow. Such a good, I have to say for myself, this is good information. This is good, a good uh, point of advice. So for the most part, a good idea is to start with an effective but relatively low dose of any nutritional supplement and then work up from there, increasing with every dose. You can start at the maximum dose if the maximum dose is the modest, modest and deemed safe. So if, if it's mo- not the, if it's modest and deemed safe, such as fish oil formulated for children. Okay. So it's rarely though a good idea to superdose unless you're working with a knowledgeable pr- practitioner or are knowledgeable yourself. I have superdosed for myself. Um, when I actually had a dissected carotid artery with a clot and I mega dosed with um, fish oil. I'm not saying people who have that particular thing come about uh, to do that. I'm saying that's what I did because I had the knowledge about how to repair and uh, my, you know, anything that might have been happening with my brain and reduce inflammation. Okay. So uh, give the body time to respond and adjust. However, megadosing with vitamin C has been proven uh, a proven strategy to knock down viral infection and is my strategy of choice. Just make sure that you are monitoring your response. All right, so the best bang for your buck, the supplement, heavy hitters. Okay, so once you know what supplements you could use, then it's time to select which ones you will use. No one can maintain or sometimes even afford a huge protocol of handfuls of pills and complicated dosing schedules or nor should they um it's too much information for the body to handle at once like just think you know what is going on here your body's just it's too much um it can be expensive and most times unnecessary if you have a select few items that cover all of your goals in this case addressing inflammation okay that's always a good goal viral infection and replication okay that's a good goal um, and immune system function then those are the items to select. These are what I call the heavy hitters. And after you have the basics covered, then you dive deeper if you need to with additional supports, depending on the criteria and those needs arise. So don't be overwhelmed, get informed, then get moving. That's always my, (laughs) give me a kick in the butt. Don't be overwhelmed, just get informed and get moving. Start with something, right? You know, one of the things you know for sure Listen to your body. So I've said this time and again, listen and respond. Do not cover up symptoms or push through ill effects. This is the most important rule. And if followed, will give you the most information and the confidence you need to guide your own family through making these decisions. 
Okay, so that's all I want to say for today because I've hit our half an hour mark. So that's my maximum time for anything, <laughs> any of these shows. So I've hit max. So I'm just going to stop right there because we have plenty of time together in future episodes to talk further about nutrition supplementation. I will post actually at the end of this or at the bottom of this, not the end of it. How, how would that be? I will post underneath this recording um, that very a document that outlines what I just talked about. And I will also post a link to my supplement superstars. If you want more information about that, you can also check out my book because I have tons more information as far as that those topics go. So to end the show, this podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next 100 things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind, uh, behind you. So for more information about anything related to family health, do pick up do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group health coaching programs and practitioner training program at www.healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. Thank you for listening as it was a pleasure to spend this time with you today and may you and your family be well. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted health care providers, if they so choose, when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. 